Okay. So we have Ask the Minister Day today. Woohoo! I love Trey's song because it's about asking, right? It's about asking. And so often we get caught up in questions that really have no great answer. And most of the times those are the why questions. Like, why is this happening to me? Like there's ever a good reason, right, that we can accept. So I always like to say that the uh, we're always invited to ask our questions, but make sure that the questions that you're asking, you know, have some validity, have some ways to stretch you into new understandings. And so I am trusting that in the basket today there are those questions, right? Uh, I did not look at these questions since last Sunday, since they were placed in the basket. So one thing as I get started, I will tell you that it's been a little odd for me this week because I was really clear, like, what am I preparing for? I don't know what to prepare for because I don't know what the questions are. And sometimes people ask me that question, like, how do you prepare for your Sunday message? And I will tell you that for me, as you all know, it's not that I write anything down. I don't even practice it. I don't stand in front of the mirror and give my sermon to myself. I don't do anything like that. I hold whatever the topic is for the week in my mind for that week, and I just invite Spirit to, you know, what will it be? What will it be this week? And so far, there's always been something. (laughs) So I am trusting that just like all of you have that wisdom within you to find the answers to your questions, that I will find the answer to these questions. So I'm going to let Peggy pick out our first question. All right. Thank you, Peggy. So the first question that you would like to ask Joanne. Oh, this is such a fun one because it's not at all like what I thought the questions would be, right? So could it be mentioned that if people want to eat healthy snacks for coffee hour, they need to bring them in? (laughs) So yes, yes, it can be mentioned. It is now mentioned. If you'd like healthy snacks, please bring them in. I will also say that the board has looked at that particular issue because it comes up time and again. And we have people here that say, yes, I want my healthy snacks on Sunday. And we have other people that say, Sunday is the only day I get a donut. We try to find a balance. So if you want some healthy snacks, absolutely bring them in. How about you, Deb? Let's see what this one is. (laughs) All right. What's the best? thing a spiritually practicing person should keep in mind every day? That's a good one. What's the best thing a spiritually practicing person should keep in mind every day? Well, let's put it out to you. What do you think is the best thing a spiritually um, practicing person should keep in mind? The golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Scott. What on earth am I doing here? I like that one. Okay, Don and then and then Dale. The will of God. So a spiritually practicing person should keep in mind what is the will of God. That's a whole other question in and of itself. Like, what is the will of God? I will answer this, I promise. Dale? Gratitude. Practicing gratitude every day. Dale and then, or Deb and then Jim. Let me be a blessing in someone's life today. That's a good one. Jim, our connection. Right. So that's where I was going to go with this. All of these are wonderful practices that, that we can. Marie's got one. So go ahead, Marie. Be present. Be present, right? All of these are wonderful practices that we can all take on 
And we are invited to take on every day. I've said this so many times. One of the reasons I love unity so much is because it's very practical. It's not about just coming here on Sundays and saying, there, I got my fill and now I can go home and do what I will. Right? It's about taking these ideas and these teachings and practicing them, practicing them, practicing them. And if you do so, what I know without a shadow of a doubt, because it happened for me, and if it happened for me, I know it's happening for all of you, is that when we practice these things, whether it's being present or being in gratitude or asking the questions like, what am I here for or how can I be a blessing today, we will get an answer. And as we act on those answers, we will help create you know, the kingdom of heaven here on earth. For me, the answer to, to this particular question is I would answer it would be, it always goes back to our foundation, doesn't it? Like, what does every single theory start with here at Unity Spiritual Center? I thought, Lori, go ahead, share it out, because you're the only one. One, right? I saw you. Yep, you put up your finger. One, God, one, right? So it's that remembering and that reminder that unity teaches us the very first principle, right? That God is the only power and the only presence in my life and in the universe, and God is good and omnipotent itself, so let me every day start there. And then from that understanding, the gratitude and the questions and the what does love look like and everything has its foundation in that remembering that I am one with that divine power and presence that is God. So that's where I invite you to begin. And then, yes, choose a practice that supports your understanding of what that means in your life. So, all right, we've got a few more questions. Let's see what we can get to. Got a good one? Something about snacks? (laughs) Okay. If we are eternal, why do we, why do we be, oh, why do we fear death so much? If we are eternal, why do we fear death so much? And I heard some, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a mystery, isn't it? That great mystery of what happens after we die, which some of our spiritual traditions give us the answer to, right? You know, get saved by Jesus and you're going to go where? Right? Where the streets are paved in gold and the choirs are singing, right? And if you don't, where are you going? And you know what? Growing up with those teachings, gosh, who wouldn't fear death, right? Like, how many of you would go, oh, yes, I'm not going there, I'm going there. Or is there always that little niggle in your consciousness of, well, maybe... I am going to get sent there, you know? So does that have anything to do with it? Perhaps. Perhaps. Does it, is it the mystery? How many of you like mystery in your life? I mean, you just crave mystery. I can't wait to not know what today is going to bring. Right? And yet, what we're talking about is the eternal. I mean, we have these few years here on earth I was, uh, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was just, maybe it was Neil Donald Walsh that talked about the calendar, right? The calendar of human time, or, or the calendar of life, and that humans didn't even show up on the scene until the 30th day or the 31st day, like the last hour of that day, you know? But all the rest is like this big mystery that we weren't even a part of, right? So we have, you know, just such a tiny little speck of life that we have here, and then the rest we don't know. And because we don't know, because so many of us are uncomfortable with the mystery, 
You know, I think that that has a lot to do with why we fear death. We don't know what that is. I want to know. Just tell me. Unity does not tell you. Right? Unity doesn't tell you. This is what it is. Because I don't know. But what I do know is it's eternal. I mean, our science even tells us that, right? Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. So, therefore, this energy that I am will not be destroyed. It will just be transformed into something. I don't know what that is. And if you and I can make peace with that and then show up to where that first question came from, our practice, right, where I know that I am one with God and live from that place and then just simply trust. Unity teaches that although we don't know what's going to happen in the hereafter, we can know that it's eternal. So let's stop worrying about that. And let's focus on here and now, what we do have some power over. And then make peace with the idea. So some people have done meditation around death. Um, I don't know how many of you know David Alexander, who's Joan Gattuso's husband, uh, used to be at Unity of Greater Cleveland. He used to every day do a meditation imagining that he was going to die. And what was that like every day? Because it woke him up to this day, this gift, this moment that I have. So let's get, let's get to that place and let go of the fear, the worry, the doubt of what's coming. And just trust. Why can we trust? Because God is good. Omnipotence itself and His will and desire and intention for us is good. So we can trust that. And let's live fully in this moment and see what happens. See what happens. All right, so Anne. I like all your little drawings there. Look at that. Did you take some notes? Snack your brain next week? <laughs> what are your views? Oh, so this is the same thing. What are your views on the afterlife, right? Same thing. So there's a lot of questions around that. Um, one of the things that I will say about this, because I didn't mention this, is, is the idea of reincarnation. You know, Charles Fillmore, our co-founder, very much believed in the idea of reincarnation. He himself, I've heard, the, uh, the, the story goes, that he believed himself to be a reincarnation of Paul. You know, Paul, who wrote so much of the scriptures that we know. I don't know. Is that true or not? I don't know. Maybe. But I do know that Charles did believe in the, in the idea of reincarnation. I know many people in Unity do believe in the idea of reincarnation. How many people here believe in the idea of reincarnation? Yeah, so there's quite a few of us that do. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> it's a nice idea. But again, it comes back to embracing the mystery, embracing the not knowing, and then living fully and completely in, in this moment, in, in our present awareness. So, All right, Jan. What do we got? What do we got? Do humans eventually evolve so much that they vanish into pure spirit and are eternal angels? Ooh, who, who believes that? That we eventually evolve so much that we just vanish and become angels? Anybody? Jan, Lorraine, yeah. So some of us, yeah, that sounds good. How many of you want to evolve so much that you just vanish into being a being of light? That sounds nice. Great way to spend eternity, maybe. So what about unity? What does unity teach about this? Well, what unity teaches us is that we are all already whole. We're already holy. 
You don't need to go out and get any more of what you think you need. You already have enough faith, enough love, enough forgiveness, enough strength, enough peace, enough joy, enough anything that you can think of like that. You already have enough of it because you are right here, right now, whole and holy. And that is the truth of you. God has for each and every one of us this perfect divine idea of what we are in this lifetime. It's being held in that divine mind of God. It's the Christ idea for you and your life. And that idea is held in its wholeness, in that divine mind consciousness, waiting for us to grasp it, right, and bring it forth into expression. So from a unity perspective, if you think about um, who you are in divine mind consciousness, you are already whole. There's nothing to evolve to because you are already that. And then we all come into these bodies, don't we? And we get to experience life in the human condition. And how many of you in your lifetime have been evolving? Oh, come on. I want to see everybody's hands up. <laughs> right? I mean, hopefully that's why you come here to get these practices every week so you can evolve, so you can understand more and more of what it is to love and Sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong. How many of you were challenged over this Thanksgiving weekend with family and friends, right? Right? So the human part of us, I think, is constantly in this place of evolution, constantly in the place of understanding more and more of what we have come here to be. And that is, I think, what we are here to do in this lifetime, in this time that we have. Let's do it. Let's get it. Let's be the light that we are. Let's evolve to that highest, grandest vision that we can be. Remember that last week of the fall program? Claim it. What is the highest, grandest vision of who you came here to be and, and demonstrate that? And so I think we are constantly in this human body, in this human condition, evolving into greater understanding and greater awareness. Now, Charles Fillmore believed that in that evolution, we could eventually become bodies of light, just like what was asked here. That's what he saw was uh, the, the answer that Jesus came to give us, that Jesus came fully in body and that he transformed his body into a body of light. And in that transformation, that was the resurrection that occurred, that he showed all of us we can all become this body of light. And so Charles worked really hard on that in his lifetime. Once he taught these unity ideas and teachings, he worked really hard on that in this lifetime. And again, the story goes that when he reached the end of his life and hadn't transformed into this body of light, becoming an angel here in this world, it's rumored that he said, well, not this lifetime. Maybe not. You know, that's that, that reincarnation idea. So I don't know. I don't know if we, if we vanish into this place of pure spirit. It's more of the mystery, Right? But what I do know is that we are all here to evolve into the greater, grander version of ourselves, which is more than enough, more than enough. All right, Greg. Oh, this is a long one. <laughs> okay, so this is another one that I, I didn't really think we'd get, but this works. Can we collect items to help the blind? Uh, uh, there with something vision or blind, they have low income and braille playing cards. Or, so somebody wants to help the blind, can we donate to the sight center? I think we just recently donated to the sight center, didn't we? So Unity Spiritual Center is here. We follow the, the prosperity teachings that we 
teach here to all of you. And so just to touch on this for a moment, you know, if you give 10% of whatever you give to us and we share that out into the greater world, and most of it that, the 10%, goes to Unity uh, Ministries, uh, Unity Worldwide Ministries, Unity World Headquarters, Silent Unity, Daily Word, all these unity things that so bless us here at this center. But we choose above and beyond that 10%, the 1% that we give out to the greater community so that we're also giving to the greater community. And so we have given to the site center, absolutely. And um, um, if you did this one and you want to see Sandy Lugel, who's not here today, he's head of our community outreach. Maybe there's something that we can do for, for the, the blind with our community outreach. Thank you for that. So this is Ask the Minister. You never know what the questions are going to be. How about you, Jim? And this is our first time doing this, so now you will all understand a little more clearly what we're looking for here. In a recent sermon, steps were listed as thought, word, action. Unity also emphasizes healing. Where does healing fit into this? Another good question. Thought, word, action. You know, in unity, there are actually um, three trinities, because it's not enough to just have one, right? <laughs> You know, we need three. We amped it up a bit. And so one of our uh, trinities is mind, idea, expression. It's this idea that there is this divine mind consciousness that holds this divine idea that we are catching and bringing forth into expression. That is actually divine order, by the way, when we actively participate in that process. But even there, where is the feelings in that? We know that we have feelings. Anybody not have feelings? So what do we do with those feelings in this thought of mind, idea, expression? Do we label feelings as good or bad feelings? Well, there's a lot of, uh, you know, yes, no, should, shouldn't, I don't know, but I can't help it. The feeling comes up. Anybody able to, to stop that anger when it starts rising up inside of you, right? Or that sadness, or that joy, or that peace, right? So feelings are, are just a part of our human experience. And where do the feelings come from? What is it? Our filters, but where do the feelings really, what generates our feelings? Our thoughts, absolutely, our thoughts. What's generating our feelings physiologically? It's just our brain, right? It's just our brain, it's just chemical reactions that are occurring from our brain activity. That's it, you feel sad, it's because there's a chemical reaction taking place inside of you. Feel happy, same thing. What happens is we attach ourselves to those feelings, right? And we become so afraid that if I'm feeling angry or if I'm feeling sad or if I'm feeling depressed, there's going to be an endless pit of this sadness and despair. Anybody ever feel like that? Like if I allow myself to feel this, I'm going to get stuck there? Right? But you've heard me say that science has shown us that the chemical reactions that take place in our brain, if we just allow them to happen, they will just... Move right through. Move right through. Well, actually, I used to know the amount of time. Does anybody remember? I've told you before. 
90 seconds. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure anymore. So 90 seconds. Thank you, Karen. If we allow ourselves to experience a feeling for 90 seconds, it'll move through our body and we can release it. But we don't do that because, as some of you already pointed out, we attach stories and thoughts to those feelings, don't we? And we perpetuate those feelings because of the stories that we're holding in our minds. So where do those feelings fit in this idea of thought, word, action? We go back to the thought. And what are the feelings that we are holding and what are those feelings creating in our mind with the thoughts that we are holding, right? So if we're feeling feelings that we would label as bad, right? sadness, despair, anger, frustration, bitterness, whatever those feelings might be, Chances are, unless we just breathe and allow them to pass, we are going to be caught up in holding stories in our mind, thoughts in our mind about those feelings. And if you're like me, then it's all about, you know, oh, poor me. Right? Oh, poor me. I'm just not enough. Stop it. Right? Just stop it. So I actually like where, how many of you are familiar with the work of Abraham, Esther Hicks and Abraham? Yeah, there's quite a few people familiar. So I like what Esther does, Abraham does with this idea of feelings. And that is this, that our feelings are there to help us to gauge where our thoughts are. So if I am feeling a lot of anger, sadness, those things I don't want to feel, well, what are the thoughts that I'm holding? And chances are the thoughts that I'm holding are things that I don't really want to create, right? And so I hold those feelings and those thoughts in my mind, and from this idea of thought, word, action, pretty soon I'm speaking words. How many of you know people, if you're not that yourself, that will want anybody to just listen to my poor me story, Jim? Can, you, can I tell you all about it? Wait, I'm done with Jim. Peggy, can I tell you now? Oh, my God, will you feel bad for me? Wait, Joanne, how about you, right? How many of you know people or you yourself do this, right? You've got these feelings that you're holding on to and you get anybody to listen to your poor me story. And all you're doing is creating more of what you do not want. So as you become aware that there's a, a feeling that you're feeling that you don't really want to feel, it's your opportunity to take a breath and ask the question, well, what thoughts am I holding that is creating this feeling, and is that really what I want to create? And if it's not, what do we do? Change your thoughts. Change your mind. And go back to that first question that was asked here. Where do we begin with our practice? We begin in God. God's a good. God's intention and will for me is good. And I am here experiencing that which is less than good. So what am I contributing to this that I'm feeling? And what do I have control over? And what I have control over is the thoughts that I'm holding in my mind. And as I change my thoughts, as I change my mind, the words that I speak change, the actions that I take change, and I can move through then to feelings that are more positive, right? To to the ones we would label as the good feelings, right? And I love that with Esther Hicks. She just tells us, pay attention to your feelings. You know whether you're creating what you want or what you don't want. Let's create what we want. What do you want? What do you want? Write your 
who you are. You have a word? Kindness. What do you want? Peace. What do you want? Identity. What do you want? Understanding. Joy. Love. What do you want? Become aware of the feelings that you're holding that are stuck because of the thoughts that you're holding. And change your mind so that your thoughts and your feelings and your words and your actions can reflect what you want and not what you don't want. I know a lot of times guys are past the ministry morning here and you might notice on the back of your bulletin, oh my goodness, there is no spiritual practice again. What's that minister been doing with all her time? How many of you have a regular spiritual practice? Our first question was on spiritual practice. How many of you have a regular spiritual practice? Raise your hand. All right, all of you, keep doing it. This week, just keep doing that. Okay? Those of you who don't have a spiritual practice, I'm going to be half the morning right now. Choose one. Choose to take five minutes a day and be in prayer. Join our morning prayer call. Make that your spiritual practice with you. Choose to sit for five minutes in the stillness and the craziness of the season. Five minutes is nothing. Sit with that. Ask a question that is valid and valuable. Not a why question, but what does love look like here? Or how can I be a blessing on this day? Or what would you have me do today, God? And then pay attention and make that your practice. But find something, something this week to practice. Is everybody willing to do that? Beautiful. So I love our quote. I'm going to end with this on the front of our bulletin from Myrtle Fillmore, one of our co-founders. The Christ man was not made to fill creeds and dogmas. That was the great lesson Jesus came to teach. But only those who are free to think for themselves can discover it. Never, ever accept what somebody gives you as the answer. Think for yourself and practice. And find out whether your thinking is in alignment with truth or not. You'll know through the practice. Thank you. God bless.